everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up today, Dan. Doom. The end of the world. Doom. But kind of for real this time. Doom again. <laughs> Doomsday. The Doomsday Clock. Yeah. That's what we're going to get to talk about. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it just, you know, if we're talking about it, it must have moved. It must, it must have tipped one direction or the other. Yeah. And uh, hint, it has only ever tipped in one direction. No, it's not true. Back in uh, the end of the Cold War, Dan, so they it, it moved back? back. It moved back like twenty seconds. Wow! It was like back to like the, the the the, the past the eight. Oh, on the face of the clock. That's twenty minutes. Seconds. Tick, 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 tick. It's not a second hand. Yes, it is. It's a minute hand. It's a minute hand? Yeah. They moved it seconds this time, but it's a minute hand. Oh. Don't worry about it. We'll get to that at the end of the show. <laughs> Are you sure? We're not the only people who have been confused by this. <laughs> I don't think Jerry that's... Brown, governor, former California governor Jerry Brown was very confused. So they moved it minutes. Yeah, they used to move it minutes. I don't... They just can't move it any closer. The problem is they've got no more minutes to move it. That's the problem. So they have to move it seconds. Uh-huh. Well, that's just stupid. Of course it's stupid. You can't even tell that it's moved. The whole concept is stupid. Oh, my God. Why are we going to talk about it? <laughs> well, stick around, guys. You'll find out. We've got uh- things to say. <laughs> All right. Well, Dan, I'm sure you're going to be very, very excited to hear. I already am. Uh, that the LDS Church, oh. the Mormon Church, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, as they want to be known. That's right. Uh, as um, they have issued uh, a statement about the, the, the fact that they are going to be changing uh, their temple clothing, their ceremonial clothing. This oh. is important. Yeah. Uh, if, if you're a Mormon, it's important. And for the rest of us... <laughs> It's just funny. It's just—it's one of those big what the fuck. Guys. Well, here, okay. So here's what people need to know. Yeah, we, we are not talking about the magic underwear. No, which no, is no. which which is a, what they call the temple garment. So yeah. one could be forgiven for being confused. <laughs> and that's the stuff that Mormons walk around every day. It's under their clothes. Yeah, if they've been through the temple, yeah. they're wearing these tremendously stupid underwear. Uh, it's also not the clothing that you change into when you first go into the temple. Now, mm. when you walk into the temple and you show your your card and your yes, right, you got to have your membership card. Yeah, and it's got to be up to date. And you you go in, you go into a locker room, and you it's have like Costco basically. Yeah, and you have you you can either rent your ceremonial clothing right or um, actually you can rent all of it you can rent you can also rent your your temple clothing um and uh but you get you get that and you go you may maybe you you brought your own in so you have like a little suitcase mm-hmm. or a backpack uh that's got it all in there and you in so you change into all white that's right? right. You have like white pants and white little little booty yeah. shoe thing. Gentlemen have a, um, a white suit usually. It's a it's a well no no no. If you're well to do or like high up in the church leadership, then you would have a white suit. Otherwise, all it has to be is white pants and a white shirt. Yeah. You don't have to have like a suit coat. I'm not saying you have to. 
I'm oh, just okay. saying it it's exists just, Okay, it's a, it's a possibility. It's a whole Colonel Sanders look. <laughs> it's true. But it's literally it's white on white on white. It's like white. Everything is white. Your socks white are white. Belt, uh, shoes white necktie white cravat white neck um, oh oh could one go with a, with a white with ascot, ascot. Oh, <laughs> i don't know cheerio tally ho <laughs> gentlemen <laughs> anyway so there's that and then that's what you just sort of walk around the temple in right right everybody's in all white yeah. the ladies in white dresses white dress blah, blah, blah. but in the ceremony in the endowment ceremony right there you have this little pouch of the ceremonial clothes and they are you put them on at certain points. You were instructed, put this on, put that on. There's like a little apron thing right. they call, I think they call it an apron. It's kind of like a toga that goes right. on over your clothes. Right. Um, over your shirt and tie over your shirt or and your tie. dress or whatever. Uh, that's the robe. I'm sorry. That's yeah. what they call that. The apron actually is like this little green. It's the, it's the uh, only splash of color yeah, you get. Bright green. And you have that. There's a hat for the men, a little veil for the ladies. Right. Well, anyway, um, it's all very fiddly traditionally. <laughs> right. There's there's like there's a point in the ceremony where there's a string that's hanging off of your and it looks like a like a baker's hat, maybe. Yeah. Um, and there's like a little loop on your shoulder, and you're supposed to tie that little string onto your shoulder. And it's just such a, oh my God, it's just such a, it's all just a mess. It's right? the weirdest looking thing. You can Google it and there are images. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it, it's not very becoming. <laughs> um, well, nonetheless, <laughs> they have decided to change, uh, to simplify and make more comfortable oh, the clothing. How fancy. Uh, it's going to be easier to put on, care for, and apparently to afford Oh, um, they're making it cheaper oh. for the masses. Okay, good. Um, you don't have to be a a, a well-to-do Mormon no anymore to 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 not have some shabby old uh, temple clothing. Um, let's see. They are like I uh, so the 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 they're they're getting rid of the the dangly string from the hat. Oh, the hat had. How will the hat be tethered? To one's body. I'm not sure <laughs> how that's going to work. Um, also, the men's hat. I mentioned that kind of looks like a baker's hat or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it looks like a very goofy chef's hat from some yeah strange well, cartoon or there's something. There's like this plastic disc in it. Oh, really? That sort of gives it its shape and form. Uh-huh. Right? Uh, that's going away. Oh. the dis I, I'm not sure. I think it's more of a beret Oh. Now. A little jaunty beret. Oh, it sounds um, jaunty. And uh, let's see, more durable fabric. I think I mentioned that. Um, and so the sash will just be easier to care for. The apron will not change. Okay. Right. Highly symbolic, the apron. <laughs> Very important. <laughs> Everything is symbolism. You, you cannot um, mess with the apron. Yeah. Um, and this this came out, um, and, and as always... Uh, with all these, the, because the LDS Church, they've they've been working on the temple ceremony for a long time. Yeah, it's not something that's that's static. The brethren make every so often make little changes, and because it's like behind closed doors, and it's all a big secret, uh, and memories last only so long. Uh huh. And they uh, people, I think, just kind of end up forgetting what it used to be yeah right um and one would surprise oh this it's not important 
it's because again it's all right. symbolism yeah right but uh yeah the never ending you know never changing and omni you know the, the, whatever for, god yeah exactly as as yesterday once again today, made another forever. administrative change yeah and uh I tell and you changed what, the clothing this guy this uh, the current president has been shaking things up ever since he took over oh well, i mean i thought nothing could happen like the dude was like 93 when he took over i thought you know from now on it's just you know little changes and nothing important because they're all just waiting to die but yeah, this guy changed the flavor of the mints in the right, temple right you know are there mints no i wish they were i just kind of made that up they should have i, I kind of channeled reagan and jelly beans <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> there should be snacks well there's a cafeteria oh did you know that uh no i didn't you didn't know that there's a cafeteria in so the temple in the larger ones the new mini express temples right they just um you can get some coffee to go <laughs> they don't have like food services and they don't have laundries in the oh, in the see. small ones but the big ones have laundries and 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 cafeterias and so yeah like between sessions like if you're doing two sessions you can just go slip into the cafeteria get some really bad like mashed potatoes and gravy and oh, yeah 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 all right really uh, uh speaking of <clears throat> the lds church uh-huh. uh they recent so in utah here in this this state of utah they uh-huh. had uh the our legislature was gonna pass a ban on so-called gay conversion therapy ah, yes. for minors. Yeah. Last uh, year you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. And it didn't work. Right. Because even though the LDS church hadn't said anything, then they did. And as soon as they said anything, the bill was dead. All they had to do was just sort of sniff a little bit in its direction and it was over and done with. Right. So uh, we thought that it, that was kind of like, okay, well, I guess that's it. Right. I guess they can still torture children um, for their own anti-LGBT purposes. But something has happened. What's that? Our governor, Republican Gary Herbert, who is mostly just a piece of shit. Yeah. For the most part. He's actually done a thing, which was that he changed, uh, he directed the licensing regulators... Mm-hmm. Of uh, a, a sort of therapy in the state of Utah. Yeah. To not allow it. Yeah. So so here's Crazy, so, right? so here's the deal. Conversion therapy is effectively banned in Utah by uh, professional therapists. Right. That's a really good thing. That is a good thing. There are some caveats. Uh, this does not apply at all to religious leaders. Okay. Which is a ding-dong move because they're the assholes who do it most. Right. Uh, so if a bishop or a priest still wants to torture a child, uh, a little gay kid, into trying into not being gay, they're welcome to try. Um, also, it doesn't apply. This is interesting. There's a family caveat, which is that if you're, if if the child in question is the child or grandchild of a therapist. Okay. Then that therapist is welcome to experiment on their own kin <laughs> to their heart's content. <laughs> Try but to... I thought like normal ethical guidelines would say you can't practice on your own family. <laughs> right? Wouldn't that be a I thing? Would, you would think so, but no, you can I mean you can torture them about their their queerness apparently. <laughs> That's fine. God, that's sick. 
so yeah, uh, I mean, baby steps, but I mean, I will say it feels like a step in the right direction happened from Gary fucking Herbert. Yeah, that's that's the shocking part. Um, yeah. Who will thankfully be gone soon. Yeah, to be replaced by... Hopefully somebody okay. There's a couple okays. There's a couple of very couple strong okay yeah. front runners right now. And I'm just I, like... Oh. I know. I I don't mind Cox. Yeah. And I don't mind Huntsman. I know. But anyway, we'll keep we'll you up to, up to date. Because if we get another reasonable governor, the world may shift. I don't know. The axial tilt may go off. <laughs> it's... It's it feels weird when that happens in Utah. It doesn't feel safe. Yeah, I know it's so so odd. Yeah. Uh, all right, Dan. Yeah. Um, we have talked about the Uyghur Muslims on this show before. These are the Chinese Muslims. Chinese Muslims in the Xinjiang province. You just made that up. Xinjiang. 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 It sounds that sounds like the name of a province of somebody making up a Chinese province. No, I could I could be far more offensive. Oh, yeah. Jing. Just <laughs> okay. just telling, just just warning you. Sure. All right. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> but also, Xinjiang is real. Yeah. Um. So, they the Chinese government has been actively, uh, harass uh, like as a matter of sort of government practice uh-huh. officially. Uh, harassing and rounding up and imprisoning Uyghur Muslims. Mm. And one of the pieces of news that came out uh, last year that I hadn't heard until last year was that the Chinese government was also harvesting organs of like the Uyghur Muslims and the Falun Gong. Right. And, uh, and then presumably making those available to whomever could afford them yeah right it does there was essentially a market uh and if nothing else they were just using them for the han chinese right to get whatever organ they needed right well there's also another group that allegedly has been buying organs oh no from china oh please don't say that it's the u.s no it's the saudis because they're looking for halal organs oh fuck my oh my god (laughs) oh jesus christ okay wow can you just let's just see let this sink in um there in this article oh my god there uh was a an oncology surgeon who can report report this practice going back to as early as 1995 when he first practiced um a who uh, an organ extraction uh on a prisoner who had been shot and from his understanding intentionally shot so that the organs could be harvested <laughs> yeah uh, that sounds super likely in a chinese prison harvesting organs no i'm saying Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, you're saying that the the the. I thought you were saying that the prisoner was intentionally like, had chosen to be shot. No, 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 no. no, no. Yeah, totally. Yeah, the, of course the Chinese government. Um, the he did said that. the uh, the heart was still beating uh, as he was 
being essentially forced to perform the procedure. Yeah. Uh, he says that uh, the majority of the customers seeking organs harvested by Chinese by the Chinese Communist Party um, were Arabs, yeah. uh, primarily from Saudi Arabia. And he's and he says that it was specifically for uh, to 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 get organs from bodies of Muslims rather than those who followed other religions. And wow. they're using the word halal uh, to to talk about this. Wow, that it's okay that the person you know was murdered. Well, yeah, for those organs, they don't care about that. Slaughtered for those organs. Right. Essentially, but halal slaughter. But they're halal. I mean, <laughs> they hope, should hope actually they... kill them in the halal fashion, <laughs> the way that they kill be officially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh my so god. So that is this. I. I That's horrifying. Yeah, because there's a market. So now we know that there's like a good, and we know that like uh, we we knew we sort of knew that there was a, the market. But wealthy Saudis buying oh black god. market organs. From fellow Muslims. From fellow Muslims. That's the that's that's the, the kicker. Sick, yeah. Disgusting part. I think all the well, we, it's, it's, I I think the Uyghurs the whole part the all the parts of this are disgusting. I think the Uyghurs should just go out and eat a lot of pork just to spite the people who are getting their organs. I Yeah, they're kind of in a catch twenty two, aren't they? Are they allowed <laughs> to eat the Uyghur organs as well? Is because it's if it's halal, then they can eat it. Then they could eat it too if they wanted. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna. I don't know. I'm gonna stop. Um, I'm gonna move on quickly to because that's horrifying. That is yes. awful. Uh, in France, here's an interesting thing. I'm not sure how to feel about this. French bishops, uh, the uh, the the French bishops permanent council, has approved uh, some new recommendations, uh, which I find fascinating. They are removing. The genderized words "mother" and "father" from the language of uh, of the bapt of baptisms. Oh, um, Catholics? Yes. Okay. Um, to sort of bring their they bring these practices, the baptismal practices, uh, into line with their the the new gender equality laws in France, which are uh, you know which sort of allow for obviously gay parents to raise their children and whatever, right. or to raise whatever children. So it's no, no longer parent or, uh, I'm sorry, mother, father. It's just parent, parent. Correct. Okay. They have not changed their position on the evilness of gayness. They have just, okay. So, so, I mean, so the justification is largely about, well, this is about the child. The child is the person who's receiving this sacrament. Okay. So, uh, so let's not create a hubbub about the people surrounding the child. Let's just give the child this blessing. Let's save whatever. some babies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just find it fascinating. A, obviously that there are gay couples who are wanting this. Tradition. Tradition, sure. Runs deep. It's a very Catholic country, and it's a culturally Catholic country. It still seems a little weird. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I mean, if I had a baby, <laughs> I'd have it baptized. Why not? Have it baptized into all the religions. Why not? I'd get all the bases covered. Yeah. Right? Like, 
Yeah, no. You don't want to miss one. I'm not going to make, you know, I'm not going to decide for the baby. Right. So, so here you go, baby. So, yeah, exactly. Get it all in. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, there is some objection to this, but uh, largely they're just, they're just, it's now uh, going to refer to parents or other holders of parental authority or something. You know what I mean? So, yeah. boom. Wow. It's uh it's kind of crazy. The justification uh says uh, they 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 had said that uh according to canon law, ministers cannot refuse sacraments to persons who opportunely ask for them, while children cannot be held responsible for the situation of their parents. Hmm. So okay. There you go. Well, that's very very fair of them. Yeah. But why okay, sure, fine. No <laughs> yeah. more questions. Right? I'm it's just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm trying to make sense of it. It doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't make sense other than everybody sees the writing on the wall, which is yeah. that society accepts gay people now. Gay people are real. It's yeah. it's a thing that happens. Yeah. It's not anybody's choice. So everybody's trying to grapple with these facts yeah. in their own way. And it's tricky when you've been pretending like God has told you to discriminate discriminate against somebody for yeah, you gotta you gotta walk it back. You get it's probably gonna be a slow walk, and you're gonna have to like do some shimmy steps to the left <laughs> and to the right, <laughs> try and distract. It's not, an, it's not an easy walk. It's not well, and also you gotta you gotta kind of like not show what you're doing. Well, yeah, <laughs> a little uh, distraction or whatever it's called, That's right. misdirection. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, I'm just dancing. I'm not walking back. <laughs> we're dancing with this uh with with this yeah. idea yeah come on baby come on baby let's dance <laughs> all right dan yeah i got another uh mormon story oh more wow. or less we're, uh, more or less mormon or less mormon um this one having to do with byu and something that i bet a lot of our listeners don't know Probably most our listeners have no clue that BYU is essentially church-owned Brigham Young University in Provo, Utah, is essentially the epicenter of amateur ballroom dancing in this country. It's so true. It's the it's the big one. Yeah, the BYU uh, 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 competition. Yeah, so is the Super Bowl of ballroom dancing. BYU. On behalf of the National Dance Council of America, hosts every year, uh, basically since the 90s, uh, the U.S. National Amateur Dance Sport Championships. Dance sport. Dance sport. I think there should be a ball involved if it's dance sport. No, because they, uh, they crown the best competitors in the country in Latin cabaret and rhythm dancing cha-cha-cha uh so it's coming up in march and uh essentially there's been there have been some changes happening uh at the national dance council of america and amongst ballroom dancers across the country okay as you would expect society's been changing we were just talking about gay people yes and And, apparently same-sex partner dancing uh-huh has has started to be a thing right finally right it's a, this seems like a late addition to it's the game. not that they have sort of finally found a place 
for gay people in ballroom <laughs> dancing. Yeah. They, they, that place, they really haven't been welcome <laughs> until now. That place had already been firmly established. Yeah. Uh, what, what, what this is saying is, is, is it's something kind of amazing, right? Of like two men can go and do a ballroom dance routine. Or two women. Or two women. The only thing that matters as I read it, because I did see this story. Yeah. Is that one leads and the other follows? One leads, the other follows. I think fine. They, yeah, fine. I mean that feels a little. Um, I don't know, a little dated. It does feel dated, but you know, hopefully, what we end up seeing now is madness. Yeah. Women leading men. What I, if one can hope? What if that right? happened? I know madness. It's, it's, it's really quite crazy. Well, um, BYU. Well, As you oh, can imagine. They don't like the gays. They have rules against gays. Yeah. Right? Oh, you can be gay on our campus, but you can't act on it. Right. You can't... You you can be gay, you can't do gay. Don't do gay. Right. And so, of course, in their ballroom program, this is not a trend. <laughs> right? <laughs> the, the, right. There is not... To, there will not be any same-sex partner dancing. Right. No way shape or form well so they have this strange influence over the world of amateur ballroom dancing right uh they they have had modesty rules at this this event is they are hosting this event but they have imposed modesty rules the women have to uh have two inch or not two inch one inch one inch straps on their dresses so no spaghetti strap right <laughs> which is like but there has to be at least an inch thank god because it's so much more modest that it's inch so modest covers all the things you need oh, to dan, cover dan i mean <laughs> the things that would race through men's minds yeah without that inch without that strap inch, yeah uh, it, just, but, but it anyway. would just be a room full of erections <laughs> without that inch uh, uh, yeah uh, and so they but they have this like strange uh influence right right this strange authority yeah and they were trying to cert continue to flex that 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 influence sure uh over this event and they were saying no we do not allow this we do not allow the same sex partners yeah and up until last year that was fine that was the end of it and everything blew up on this issue very recently and they have decided that at this event they will allow men to dance with men and women to dance with women shocking and it i i honestly don't know if there will be a byu after march right i, th I think it the, could explode the, the lord's hand will reach down and go my friend, who is a, a Mormon, but but uh, a fairly progressive Mormon, if, mm -hmm. if such a thing can exist, he posted this and said, oh, good, a little bit of progress. And I wrote, and look for the announcement that BYU no longer hosts this event in three, two, yeah. one. Because literally, yeah. someone at BYU, like at, er, in the church headquarters in downtown Salt Lake City, uh-huh had not been aware that this was happening until it made the headlines in the Salt Lake Tribune. Right. At which point, he called an emergency. 
<laughs> jowls are jiggling all over downtown Salt Lake as they harumph their way through what to do with boys dancing with boys. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, you know... It's no big deal, but you're right. This is probably the last year they host it. <laughs> we'll see. We will see. Yeah. It'll be interesting. It'll probably be down the street at like the 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 downtown Provo Marriott right. next year. You mentioned that we should go to this event, which A, it might be interesting to just watch the dancing because I'm sure it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But B, oh, we get dressed up in rainbow everything <laughs> and go to that event. And cheer. Oh, cheer. Like... When those when those two boys or two girls get out on that stage, hell yeah, we just scream, yeah. Why don't I mean I don't want to announce something, but why don't we do a TGIA meetup with this thing? <laughs> <laughs> it, it just signs that say Yas Queen. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, we might find ourselves evicted from. Oh. kicked off of BYU campus. Oh, wouldn't be <laughs> would not be the first time. All right. Uh finally, I'm going to talk about a poll. You love a good poll. I, I know. Love I good. know Franklin loves oh, a good poll. My God. So I like to bring I him missed when I can. a poll this week. You missed it. I missed it? Yeah. Well, thank you for bringing it to my attention, You're welcome. Dan. Uh Pew, I'm excited. Our friends my over at Pew. My favorite group. <laughs> have, I have a poster. <laughs> I have a pew. I have of the pew, pew Research Center up in my up in my uh, in my bedroom, over my bed. Yeah. I have like uh, famous pollsters. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, uh, they the Pew Research Center. They did a poll of ten, almost eleven thousand people, mm-hmm. Americans, uh, about the Holocaust. Oh, in which you okay. know they asked some demographic questions. But the main thing was they asked four questions about the Holocaust. Okay. When did the Holocaust happen? And they gave different time frames, different sort of 20-year <laughs> oh, no. time frames. Oh, I hate uh, that so much. When, uh, what, were, what were the Nazi-created ghettos? That was oh, another, that was another okay. question. Uh, Are, is there like option? Is there like, is it multiple choice? It's multiple choice. Okay. So, for right, instance, cool. on, on Nazi-created ghettos, the, the choices were... Parts of town where Jews were forced to live, places where Jews were killed, factories where Nazis forced political opponents to work, or housing for poor Nazis, or not sure, no answer. Aha. Uh-huh. That okay. sort of thing. Uh, it's how A, many? Everyone. What? It's yes. A. The answer is A. <laughs> uh, and I'll get to why I, I know that you know the answers to these in just a moment. Well, because I've seen Schindler's List. <laughs> right. Well, of course, yours would be cinematic. Uh, anyway, how many Jews were killed in the Holocaust? Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, less than a million, approximately three million, approximately six million, or more than 12 million okay. are, the, are the answers. It's C, everyone. Uh, approximately six million, that's yeah. your final answer? Yes. You don't want to phone a friend? I do not. You're, you're right about yeah. that. Ding, ding, ding. And, bum, 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 bum. and lastly, how did Hitler become Chancellor of Germany? Mm-hmm. By violently overthrowing the German government, by hereditary succession, by agreements with nearby countries, Mm. or by democratic political process. Yep. It's that one. It's the really bad, scary one. Right. Or not sure slash no answer. (laughs) 
Right. It's the one that's it's the one that particularly anyone frightening right in a democratic now. nation. It's the one that's particularly scary <laughs> right now, not just in our country. I, it's awful. It's very very scary. <sighs> Anywho, oh, okay. uh, uh, you know, for the most part, people did okay. Uh-huh. Uh The the correct answer was always. Uh, the the most answered question, although oh, that's good, al- although uh, you know, usually, at least with with two of them, it averaged below fifty percent of people got it right. Mm-hmm. So number which, which number ones? of Jews killed, okay, forty five percent got that one right. What did they think it was? Um, the next highest uh, answer was not sure slash no answer. Ah, well, and, all right. And then uh, three million and more than twelve million were tied. At twelve percent. Wow. Okay. Uh, how did Hitler become Chancellor of Germany? Less than fifty percent knew that. Oh wow. Uh, a quarter that is a little bit trickier. Like you had, you do have to be a little bit more informed. Yeah, but a quarter right. of the people thought that it was by violently overthrowing the German government, which is clearly just the emotional answer. Yeah. Uh, it's the one that you want to be true. Yeah, it is. <laughs> right. That's the one you hope is true, but it isn't. <laughs> Uh, now, here's an interesting thing uh, to talk about, which is who got things right. Oh. Uh, oh. Because let me tell you something. It ain't the Christians. Uh, oh, of course not. I mean, they did okay. Yeah. Christians in general, uh, they did a little worse than the average. Uh, uh, okay. In part because other people are, ru- are ruining the curve for them. Uh, obviously, the Jews did very well. But I, but I here's hope what, so. Here's what's interesting. The Jews only did a tiny bit better than atheists and agnostics, and not on every question. Really? Agno- people calling themselves agnostics did very, very well. Really? Almost as, almost as well as the Jews. Better in some cases. Wow. Okay. For instance, more Jews... Jews only only fifty seven percent of Jews in America thought that Hitler became Chancellor of Germany through a political. Uh, through through huh. election. Interesting. Okay. Uh, atheists and agnostics knew it at uh, 76 and 70% respectively. Really? Yeah. So, wow. and, and then uh, Christians in general, it was like 39%. Ding dongs. Knew that. So, uh, yeah, basically, if you're an atheist or an agnostic, you're as up to date on things in this country as the people most directly affected <laughs> by things and well, can that's I, great and can i tell I mean, you good we i'm not remotely surprised by yeah. that finding i uh, this is not the only topic that that's true on right guaranteed no i mean we've seen right. other we've seen yeah. other pew polls yeah where you know they ask ge- like there was they did one a few years back that was a they asked general questions about religion about lots of world religions yeah yeah and it was the same result. Jews, atheists, and agnostics were the ones who did the best. Ah, this is not interesting. Yeah. But huh. this one's, I mean, you would think the Jews would be pretty up on their on their Holocaust knowledge. And they were. Yeah. You know, they knew the year better than anybody. The years, they, they were at yeah. 90%. Yeah. Knew the, knew the years. I would have gotten that one, too. Yeah. I know. But, I just want to say that, though. Yeah. I want okay. people to be. Make sure that the people Everybody know. knows. Yeah. 
Uh, and the the ghettos thing, the Jews were 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 good on, but not as good as the uh, the agnostics. What were the the choices for the years? I'm curious how tricky they got with it. Oh because no, they weren't the days... tricky at all. It was 1890 to 1910, 1910 to 1930, 30 to 50, or 50 to 70. That 30 to 50 that captures it. Yeah, yeah. Wow. If you're okay. even that's if you're even in the ballpark, you know, 30 to 50. Yeah. As long as you can place when World War II happened, right? You should. You. you yeah. But a lot of people can't. I mean, people get World War One and World War Two mixed up, I guess, a little bit. So, oh no, that's so, just, you know. In terms of the years, I don't know. I'm trying to give I, people benefit of the doubt. I refuse <laughs> to confuse those two wars. I mean, I did when I was in high school. Yeah. See. Well, there you go. Some people never <laughs> never got back. Anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Uh, once again, our folks are knowledgeable. Yeah, good for us. For all the good it is. Good, I know. For it's all the good so far. Yeah, exactly. Vote. That's what we need is the knowledgeable pe people voting. Uh, yeah. I, I, Atheists I and agnostics feeling... are a very powerful voting block. Yeah, and I hope that we all recognize that. I... I feel like our fellow atheists must be voters, don't you think? I think so. I, I think I really, largely. really, really, really hope so. And but if, if you're not, you're if you're you not, need to stop register. Being, stop being a piece of shit and yeah. and get yourself on register. That. It's easy. If you're weirdly intimidated by the voting process, there's people will walk you through it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's like little old pe old people Con who work the polls. Contact your local atheist group. Someone will drive you. I, yes. I I would drive people. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Personally, as long as you're not voting for. Something I don't stupid. own a car, no. but I would drive you. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I will. We'll give you a lift. We'll 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 let you use our lift code or whatever. No, that could get expensive. <laughs> Anyway, there you go. Hey, if you guys have anything you'd like to say about this or any of our stories, please feel free to write into us. Podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, hey, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGIAtheist, and click on the like button. And while you're there, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge and request to join. It's a closed group. I don't know why I'm saying it like this, <laughs> but we will let you in. And also help Frank go viral on at least one tweet, will you? Will you just follow <laughs> and let just 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 like and uh, just just Dan retweet something. Dan, Dan, I had a tweet this week <laughs> that 16 people liked. I felt like a Twitter like superstar. You guys do hear this. <laughs> I don't want Frank to hear, but. It's kind of sad right now. Get on it. <laughs> I'm not sad about it at all. Good. Good. I'm quite happy about it. All right. More show to come, everybody. Hey, Dan. Hey. Did you know... That you might have caught something. Dan. Oh, oh dear. You might actually be infected. I'm coming down with a... And I'm not talking about that coronavirus in China that has oh. everybody going crazy right now. No, don't worry about that. 
That's, uh, there, oh, there were, no, there were only 300 cases. They were all contained. And they one, were contained. One of them got here. It's fine. No, and another one got to Paris. And it's fine. It, we're too connected. Anyway, <clears throat> what you're infected with, Dan, yeah. is a demonic spirit. Really? You, Dan. Living do you inside know, of me? Yeah. Do you want to know how and why? I, I probably don't, but we're going to play it anyway. <laughs> Here's a clip from somebody called... Carl Gallops. He's a he's a, a right wing nut job. Pastor. He's a pastor. Nut job. Yeah. All right. Here's what he has to say. Donald Trump had walked through a, can- a field of candidates of 17 different candidates. Some of them, as it turns out now, we know were deep state operatives. Others of them were Washington elitist establishment. There were two or three that I think were fairly sincere. Uh, as sincere as Donald Trump was about the things they love about America, constitutional republic, rule of law, but they tended to be a little more on the politically correct side, and Donald Trump just stepped up like a wrecking ball. Well, of course, the leftist, the socialists, the God-haters most of them are, the America-haters, the Constitution-haters, they are, whether they call themselves this or not, they're largely globalist. They they have this demonic spirit in them, whether they know it or not, whether they're trying to, to feed it or foster it or not, they do. And the Bible tells us these things would happen. But they have this spirit in them of hating all things biblical, all things godly, all things Jesus Christ, um, hating all things that are pure truth, hating all things that have any righteousness attached to them at all. Instead, they've plunged themselves into socialism, communism, uh, the misuse of technology, uh, into all kinds of evil and darkness and sexual perversion and the confusion of marriage and gender and home and family and all of these things, the confusion of national borders and national sovereignty. And and so what happens is then the world collapses in on itself and this amalgamation that Satan is going to use in the last days. It's an amalgamation, Frank. <laughs> an amalgamation of... <laughs> Uh, wow, like... It's uh, a hell of a mishmash that he threw in there. Yeah, like, I don't think this guy likes life. (laughs) I just feel like... Like He just, there's absolutely literally nothing except for his boring, like, like white bread... Listen. Boringness. Some people are experiencing joy, and he is pissed about it. Yeah. I just love that he throws in things like... Like he's talking about, you know, the, the confusion of marriage and gender and blah blah blah, and then he throws in and the borders. It's like, yeah, the fuck are you talking about? The confusion of national sovereignty or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like, uh, that's that's not one of your guys' things. It is now. It is now. Donald Trump said it. Therefore, Something about the borders. Let's figure that one out. That one's Jesus said uh, in, in the Sermon on the Mount, I believe. Blessed are the border protectors, for they <laughs> shall keep people out. Keep, because good fences make good neighbors. Oh. Amen. Yeah. No. Well, there you go. Uh, from that horse's ass, uh, <laughs> you get that. Um, we had some folks write into us. This week, thank you all of y'all. Uh, Amber wrote in, "Hey guys, 
I was listening to this week's episode when you talked about Trump and putting the big guy and praying back in our schools. Mm, yeah. uh, my trash bag state legislature in Indiana proposed an, quote, in God we trust sign oh. be put in every classroom oh, statewide. Yeah. Meanwhile, two months ago, our teachers marched on our state capitol because our teachers are some of the most underpaid in the country yeah and we have some of the biggest pay disparities between a rich school district 10 miles away compared to the district in which i live oh god in 2019 the rich counties district the rich counties teachers got two thousand dollar bonuses on average and my district teachers got an average bonus of 38 dollars bonuses yeah <laughs> there wow you go. fancy right uh, and they waste tax, pay, tax money uh, trying to push God in schools BS. It's the main yeah. reason I will homeschool my son. Anyway, thanks for the show every week. Huh. Well, uh, boy, if you, can, if you can homeschool, God bless, I guess. Yeah, I mean, depending on what your local schools are like, it does seem like something that more might, and more kind of makes sense for might be a decent atheist option. parents. Like, I'm just... Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, that, that case that we talked about last week that's going before the Supreme Court. Yeah. Um, that it's the, that story got a lot more traction this week, I noticed. Yep. And probably uh, from us, probably because of us. Oh, people listen. Yeah. And then they follow. And they're they're like, like, wait, wait, what? But more likely, they were probably just confused and had to look it up. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like if, if that law actually does get, str- if all those constitutional state constitutional amendments yeah. or laws rather um, get uh, get get overturned, then uh, states then can use money government to, like, money for for religious schools. Great, look for that coming That's, soon to a everything's getting blurred to a state near you that we thought <clears throat> separated. For Sam good. Samuel wrote into us. Uh, what's up, good people? Uh, just a couple of notes on from your last episode with the Muslim chaplain. Now, this ah. was, you'll recall, I talked about a, a woman, Muslim, a Muslim woman who was, uh, who was appointed to be a, a chaplain. And we were dubious. Yeah. Cause. About that. Cause Muslims traditionally not too fond of the ladies. Right. Telling them what to do. Right. 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 Uh, or, or leading the prayers or whatever. <laughs> Um, one only needs, this is Samuel talking, one only needs to qualify, uh, to qualify for a commission in the military. Your religion does not matter. Chaplain duties include doing service for their specific sects. However, their main job is to talk to service members as a therapist slash counselor slash big brother or sister kind of figure. Yeah. We all watched MASH. <laughs> Father Mulcahy, right? Was he, yeah. did anyone take him seriously as a religious figure? Not at all. In fact, they made fun of them. Yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, yeah. Oh, wow. How old are we? Uh, <laughs> another common duty they seem to have is getting duped by junior soldiers who live in the barracks uh, into believing that their religious dietary restrictions preclude them from eating in the dining facility, and therefore they deserve extra pay to procure their own meals rather than what the service provides. Chaplains who don't carry, or, oh, chaplains don't carry weapons and are kind of just awkwardly around. At, and the thought of everyone on everyone's mind, but no one cares to ask, is when shit gets real downrange, how will you defend yourself? So there you go. Uh, thanks, Samuel. Obviously, 
a military listener. Yes. Uh, so there you go. I, yeah. I, I, of course, I would have to join whatever the, uh, what, whatever the sect was that, that lets you pay for your own food because yeah. that would be much better. <laughs> that sounds. I'm guessing that military food isn't awesome. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Judith wrote into us. Hey there, Frank and Dan. My name is Judith, uh, <clears throat> an atheist teenager from Indonesia. I'm a fairly new listener. I started tuning in around three to four months ago. Despite that, I really think your podcast is amazing. Huh. All that aside, I want to ask you guys some advice. If you don't know, Indonesia is one of those countries where religion is so important that schools everywhere have religion as a mandatory subject. Hmm. Despite that, there is a sort of rise in the number of closeted atheists and agnostics among the youth, the young people here, myself included. If hmm. we were found, if if we were to be found out, not only would we be looked down on by society, we can be outright denied certain facilities. Jeez. Knowing this, I plan to sort of escape from this country by using the privilege that I have to get my degree abroad and live there. Hmm. I was born into a well-off family, so that's good. At first, my parents were all right with that, but then my grandmother barged in with the idea of, hey you're the first kid, you need to come back here and take care of your parents. I don't know how to reply to that. What should I do? Wow. Yeah. So what, uh, you, what you've done, Judith, is uh, put us into the position of we don't, so we don't really know your culture right. at all. Sounds we don't, like your grandmother does. We don't know your religion. <laughs> re, or, or I mean, I, we assume your family's Muslim. I assume I would right that was that would be my assumption as well. Uh, we but it doesn't it almost doesn't even matter, right? Because because, because it's not cultural. Yeah, the cultural thing is is the hard part about yeah. this. So it's hard for us to like know any advice to give you. I think, but but be that as it may, indeed. Um, I oh god, you don't want to be the bad kid right well here's the thing right but like at the same time your life is your life and that's and that's and, kind and, of yeah. important here's yeah. you are going to disappoint somebody yeah in and, all of this you are going to do that yeah and i think as a young atheist you you probably appreciate that your life is your life yeah like more than more, a lot of your peers right right a lot of other young people. And yeah, I mean, and I so, think I think it's good to have a sense of of needing to care for your family and whatever. Yeah. But guess what? It's a it's a big world. You yeah. can care from for somebody from a distance. Yeah. You can do a lot. Yeah. Uh and also uh you don't want to disappoint grandma. But you're going to disappoint somebody. Yeah. And you, what what I would say is the last person you should disappoint is you. You're the only you're you're the only one who can make decisions for you, and your life is the one that you should be most concerned about. Yeah, because it's the one that have, that because it's the only one you have any control over anyway. Yeah. So you need to make this decision, and uh, you need to weigh sort of what's happened. You know your cultural ties and how important that is to you. Yeah. Your and and your familial ties and how important that is to you. And that's all, this is your call to make, you know, we can't give any, any advice on any of that stuff, but do know that like in the push and pull between, you know, wrecking grandma's life or wrecking your life. Yeah. Choose you. 
to some extent. Well, yeah, grandma's got to live her life. She already has lived her life. Yeah. She'll right? be all right. Yeah. But also, like, you can also find other interesting compromises. Don't don't look at it as just a one thing or another thing. Find ways in which you can uh, you can find a middle ground. Yeah. Go get your education and then and then talk to grandma. You'll be all right. One step at a time is what you're saying. That's part of it. Absolutely. And also like, you know, you can hold grandma's hand as you like sort of walk through steps. And here's the other thing. Who knows? You never know. This world is so, so crazy, kooky, loony. Yeah. If there are as many uh, young atheists as you're saying, things could change too. Yeah, things I will change. They, but so they change about, slowly and yeah. look out for yourself. Yeah. But, you know, do what you got to do. I would say go see the world because there's a lot of your great world to see. Yeah. And if you can, if you're lucky enough to be able to go and get your education somewhere else and live in another place, fuck, man, go do it. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. That was probably bad advice, but the, so so no, take, come on. Take it all with a grain of salt. Live your own life. Live that your own life. That is not bad advice, I don't think. No. All right. Well, I have a voicemail. Oh, I'd like to play. lovely. Um, I, I hope you will. Please play it. <laughs> uh, let's see. This is uh, well. It's 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 a response to some of the things uh, that we've brought up on the show. So let's just take a listen. Yeah. Hey, Frank and Dan. Um, my name's Dan from Illinois. Love the show. I've been a listener for probably about a year now. Uh, with the holidays, I kind of I, I had a couple shows that I didn't listen to and I'm kind of catching up and um, with all the uh, kind of anti-Semitic talk and war on Christmas stuff that I'm listening to right now, I figured I'd share a quick story with you. Um, My wife makes me go to church every year on Christmas. That's the only time I ever do. And last year we got into the church, sat down and right as I sat down, I can hear the old guy mansplaining to his wife behind me about how Happy Holidays was started by the Jews, and uh, it kind of just went from there. So I was I was trying not to show that I was laughing because it was just the best thing I've ever heard. Um, there's the part in church where you get up and say hello to your neighbors. So, you know, I say Merry Christmas to the person in front of me and Merry Christmas to the person on the side of me. And I turned around and said, Happy Holidays, Happy Holidays to the two in the back. Um it was the best experience I ever had in church. Uh, I just wanted to let you guys know. Love the show again. Thanks so much. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a, that is delightful. That, well done. What a opportunity presented and uh, yeah. taken hold of. Yeah, uh, that's no brilliant. That's a. Th- there's nothing better than when somebody gets super pissed about you doing something nice. Yeah. That's the best thing. You could just take so much pleasure in their in their just just die mad about it, Grandpa. Yeah. Oh, little glimpse into Dan's life. Into my life or that Dan? His name was Dan too. Yeah, oh yeah, but no, I mean you. Yeah. Being nice but mean. Yeah. Being nice to get a rise. Yeah. Sure. Why not? If it's gonna, you know, if that's where they're gonna take it, I'll let them. I'll. I'll lead him down that primrose path. That's hysterical. Thanks for sharing, Dan. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, there are ways for people to show their appreciation for us. Some of them write into email us. Mm. Some of them call into us. Yeah. And some of them, they go to the thankgodimatheist.com. Yeah. They click on the support button. Yeah. Takes them to Patreon. Uh-huh. And then they decide, 
at their leisure how much uh, money they can afford to part with to show their some appreciation for the <laughs> weekly show that we put out now, what, how many times? 300 and... Uh, this will be episode 424 or 5. Holy shit, dude! Yeah. It's 425 episodes. You guys, this is the longest I've ever held a job. <laughs> That's true. This is this job is, but uh, I I don't really I the only people that pay me to do this job are you. Yeah. So if you if you appreciate it and if you want to show that appreciation, please feel free to go to thankautomatheist.com, click the like button. We got somebody to thank. We do. We have our top donor, our Lord and Savior, Davis. Thanks, Davis, and thanks to everybody who supports us. Uh, we sure do appreciate you. Thanks. Franklin. Dan. I don't know when the last time you looked at a clock happened. <laughs> uh, I tend to use my phone for the telling of time. Yeah, the phone a lot. Computer screens a lot, uh, sadly. But uh, apparently the alarmists over at the, uh, the, security, the Science and Security Board of the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists. Oh. That sounds... They, they like to look to the antiquated uh, technologies for their metaphors. Oh, okay. And they have a clock, which started in 1953. Yeah, I was going to say that when this started, <laughs> there, there weren't that many options no. as far as like high-tech metaphors. Right. So, so then it's an effective metaphor. A circular face with, uh, with numbers going all around. Yeah. It, yes, we all understand what a clock is, and we understand yeah. how that works. Right. Uh, and even even the millennials get it. I'm Do gonna they? give I'm gonna give them that much credit. <laughs> Gen Y, maybe not. I don't not. know. I don't know why. I'm... <laughs> Sorry, millennials. I love you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, uh, in 1953, they started this whole doomsday clock thing, uh, and it was meant to say how close we were to annihilation. By uh, atomic bomb. Yeah, like, yeah, nuclear weapon. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it uh, it it inched forward, uh, increment after increment, got yeah. all the way to like two minutes to midnight. And yeah. the idea is, once it hit mid hits midnight, we're all doomed. Well, they literally call it the doomsday. I clock. mean, let let's say like the missiles started flying. Would somebody actually like run to the clock and advance <laughs> it to midnight? Get to the clock. <laughs> How will people know? <laughs> Just somebody tweet out the clock. We've been waiting 74 <laughs> years. <laughs> Meanwhile, so they got so uh, back in the day they got all the way to 2 minutes to midnight. Oh, Jesus. Then uh, the Soviet Union collapsed, the Cold yeah. War ended uh, in 91 and they set it back to an unprecedented only 17 17 whole minutes. Whoa. To midnight. Jesus. This okay, is, we were so far from it. It was a, it was a full quarter of an hour. Yeah. Yeah. We were great. We yeah. were golden. Everything was coming up roses for the for humanity. <laughs> right. And then it got worse again. And it's been ticking forward ever since. Cuz the wheels are coming off, Dan. Well, even before that, I mean, you know, in, in, in 
there were even before now there were problems 87 you know the intermediate range nuclear forces agreement that that's now collapsing anyway there's a lot of things that are going wrong in uh, yeah, in nuclear yeah, weaponry, we got Iran backing out of the the the, the uh, treaty, the non-proliferation treaty. We got We've got North Korea, North Korea. Oh my God! Get, looking for, looking to get those nukes out. Uh, Putin is a crazy person sitting on a mountain of nukes, just a mountain of them. Yeah, but his whole game is self-preservation. Sure. Right, like they're there though. There are there are loonies who I don't know that that's their game, but his sure that's his game. Yeah, he's not. He's, but he's not going to do anything. If Kim Jong Il, un un right, keep what? the Kim Jongs straight. I do need to do that. Uh, <laughs> if if he were to decide to go after Russia, for instance, uh-huh. there probably wouldn't be a North Korea anymore. Yeah. Anyway, well, yeah. Here's the point. The point is. Uh, they're now, they've now run out of minutes to advance it forward and they're on to seconds. Well, I mean, it was at two minutes now they've, they've advanced it forward even further to 100 seconds. The count, it's, it started the countdown of the seconds. Yeah, exactly. I referred to it earlier in the thing. Literally, uh, uh, Jerry Brown, the former governor of California was at this event and, uh, and he was like, so... The task, he literally, this is a quote, the task is to wake up, wake up America, wake up the world. It is 100 minutes before doomsday. Oh. And somebody had to lean over and say, seconds. He was like, seconds? Well, it just shows you, yet we don't even know what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that you don't. Yeah. Well, and I don't. Yeah. Because I had my flub. Yeah. So, anywho, <laughs> so that's the thing. I don't know how close we are to nukes being launched. I watched yeah. the movie War Games back in the 80s. Yeah. It all seemed very scary. It was, it was scary. Well, we, <clears throat> Dan. And there are not... We grew up in, in a time where it was everything was Cold War. Yeah. Everything was nuclear right. ab- obliteration. Right. And there aren't fewer nukes now. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think there are fewer. I think there are more. I don't. I don't know. Anyway, it's I'm all very. It's, it's all still such information. It's all still very scary. Here's right. the thing, though. Scientists are relatively new to the Armageddon game. Right. I think they would have come up with a better metaphor if they had. If they. If they had had the experience under their belt that the religious people have had, <laughs> because this is a, this is an, a game that goes way yeah. back. Yeah. Including, but not limited to, the Bible, in which the New Testament very, very clearly predicts the end of the world, predicts, you know, the return of Jesus and the the whole Armageddon that happens thereafter. Of course, they said it would happen within that generation. Yeah. Didn't quite work out that way. No, they, yeah. They, uh, Their they, doomsday clock has been inaccurate. <laughs> it's, it's gone back and forth a little it's bit. It's a little bit like the real doomsday clock. Right. Right now, it's just a clock with the hands sort of dangling straight down. <laughs> if you touch them, they just wobble back yeah. and forth. They're not yeah, connected to kind anything of anymore. It's... Anyway, it chimes every now and then randomly. <laughs> Just nobody knows what the chime means. Anyway, yeah. it is kind of funny now. Here's what I think is funny. 
every time something like this happens, the doomsday clock thing, yeah. or, you know, or, you know, if, if a pastor happens to believe in global warming or whatever, which most of them, so many of them deny, or, you know, if, for instance, the entire continent of Australia is on fire or whatever. Right. What seems to happen is then when science says, look, this is really dangerous and we need to be careful about this and we need to fix this. Yeah. Then all the pastors go, see, we told you. Mm. Armageddon, it's coming. <laughs> we told you. Yeah. It's, well, yeah. I mean, like. And then when it doesn't pan out, they're like, well, the next one, we're for sure. Though. Well, they always have that. <laughs> Yeah. They always lean, lean when they're wrong. They're never wrong. No. Right. Or they were, you know, what? and how delightful when they are wrong. Like when they actually put a date on it. God bless Harold Camping for his thing. Right. Because uh, how delightful is it when they actually put a fucking date on it and then they have to go, oh, I didn't, I don't think I carried the two. Uh, right. Well, and then they have to work through some of the problems of like, well, it's going to happen at 6 p.m. <laughs> and it's like... Somebody leans in and he's like, <laughs> like, "Which time zone?" Who's who's? And he goes, "All of them." Oh. <laughs> it's gonna march. Just, it's gonna be a long twenty-four hours, everybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it hits each time zone individually. That's how. That's how the Lord works. You don't know how Armageddon's work. The Lord works in wedges of earth. <laughs> Just it's a long, tedious process. Gonna take this wedge, and then he takes the next wedge in one hour, in exactly one hour, and yeah. then he just moves on like that. Yeah. Lord Jesus, help us. It is the whole concept of Armageddon, of the of the end of the world, the end of the world, the end of humanity. Yeah, we have we we have a fascination with it clearly, and I and I don't know if it's instilled. In us, like if 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 we're if that fascination is a product mm. of our Christian culture, which taught us about an end of the world, no. or if it's or if it's if it's within humanity, right? If that's like because the better the dystopic uh, story, or the better the post Armageddon story or whatever it is the yeah. post zombie apocalypse story right yeah <laughs> like boy these the, these things bring in the audience well i'll right? tell people you people love these stories they definitely do and, and that is evidenced by the fact that this goes way before christianity yeah. this goes back to, like all of the big uh religions yeah have an end times story uh, they don't necessarily predict what's going to happen, but they all believe in an end. Well, and do we always just want to believe that, you know, once we're gone, like, why would anybody want to keep on living? <laughs> what's right? Like once I'm gone, <laughs> once, what's the point of humanity? The best generation that's ever lived. Right. Once we're gone, nobody will even be able to carry on without us. Right. Until right. we have kids, and then it's like, oh, well, I need these guys to stick around. But after them, right. I don't care. They're the ones who will see the end. Yes. Yeah. And that pervaded so much. Like Mormons. They love that one. Love to talk about it will. It, I, in part because a lot of Mormons, like, 
they have Mormons get to have their own personal res- revelations from Jebus. Yeah. Uh, so when Mormons, uh, so a lot of Mormons have had some sort of personal revel- revelation that it will happen in their lifetime. I just, well, I just know people. I, I don't know if they still do, but they the patriarchal blessings. Oh, right. Would talk about you know seeing the, Jesus, the Mormon tarot card reading that everyone uh, goes huh? to yeah. one, one time. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Uh, it's just the whole concept. Yeah, but why, see, what are you wait, why are you I, waiting for the we, world to it, end? It's probably a little unfair of us to to link in all the religious stuff with the doomsday clock because they are. This is this is real. Yes. right. Like doomsday clock is actually talking about real threats to humanity yeah legitimate folks have already died from this thing we could right legitimately destroy all life on planet that's true like like, except those cockroaches they'll be around forever (laughs) but we we could do a pretty good job yeah right and uh and we're doing a great job with the whole global warming thing yeah right and by great job i mean we're doing an absolutely terrible job we're, of, of we're, taking care of this planet yeah exactly we are causing possibly and, irreparable harm right and so like when when you start looking at the math of like what we're doing to ourselves and how this could possibly all add up to maybe not the complete end of humanity but a completely drastic shift of like and and so the cause of so much suffering yeah right and this is something that we can't ignore it's a silly thing yeah right the the metaphor is clunky and it's right. falling apart the longer they use it right well right? and it, and it's because like what are they going to do move to fractions of a second right after they run out of these hundred that they just carved out for themselves right. and and we're they better ex- we're, use them very carefully and we these looking at this seconds. clock are are expected to feel a difference between 2 minutes to midnight and one minute thirty seconds to midnight, or whatever. <laughs> like, no, that, do, that doesn't. We're at a minute forty. You're not. You're think. not hitting me in 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 the guts yeah. with that with that little shift. Right. However, I do. Here's here's an interesting point about real possibilities of of Armageddon and the religious concept. Right. Which is that the religious people are actually interestingly trained not to fucking care because it's a good thing they're on the right side of it so it's a good thing that this is going to happen hooray yeah. jesus will come now it's a this and is will positive. all be proven right once and for all right and so, we can nanny nanny boo boo right to everybody oh you made fun of us but that's well, what really, this is what it's really about. Well, now right? we're all dead. I hope you're happy. Yeah, now you're dead and we're living with Jesus. Right, exactly. He came and saved us all. Ha, 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 So literally, they have no reason to want to fix it. No, no. So many, so many religious people hate, like, I've, I've literally encountered re- Christians who hate uh, uh, environmentalists in part because they think that if we just let the environment go, it will hasten the bringing back of Jesus Christ. Fuckers. 
It's just ridiculous. But yeah, that's the thing is that the religion isn't just this harmless goofball belief, but it actually primes them not to care about the actual present and very, very proven dangers that are uh, that, that we face right now on this earth. Yeah. So there you go. Mm. Uh, your crazy uncle doesn't care that uh, <laughs> we're going to be annihilated. <laughs> I hope you're happy, Uncle I Jim. I don't have a crazy uncle. It's, uh, it's, it's a metaphor. It's kind of like a doomsday clock. <laughs> what? What's a metaphor? <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, if you, I'm guessing that some of our, our listeners have experience with people who are trained not to care about the, the annihilation of, the, of, of humanity, and I would like to hear from them. Would you like to hear from them, Frank? I would love to hear from them. All right. Well, they can write into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or they can call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah. Hey, everybody, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGIatheist. Smash that like button. We, we want you there. And immediately after doing that... Yeah. Click over into that little search bar area and type in TGIA Members Only Lounge uh, and hit enter or something. Yeah. And guess what's going to come up? Us. Us. A closed group moderated. Yeah. Right? By volunteers. And it's uh, and it's a fantastic community. It's a, it's a place and to be nice to each other yeah. and, uh, and, and commune and it's wonderful. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of... Thanks so much to Mackenzie for all of her work on the Facebook page. Thanks to uh, Danny and Amy for moderating the Members Only Lounge. And a big thanks goes out to the Red Rock Hot Club and Gordon Johnston for the use of their music. And thanks to all of you for tuning in. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.